Hello, hello, my dear ones, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. I am glad to see so many of you here today. Um, yeah, at some point, at one point, this is going to be a very popular episode, so I am thrilled, uh, to be honest, because I was... Um, today, I was torn between um, two topics, and... You're unaware of this, but at the collective level, you have selected this topic that we're going to be talking about right now because, yeah, it's time, right? It is time. This episode is going to be called, it is called, The Shake-Up. And we're going to be talking about the point in time for humanity. We're going to be talking about a period of 20 years that started in 2020, and that is going to be over and done with right around 2040 that from the cosmic higher perspective could be called the shake-up because that is exactly what it is but before we dive into what it is what you're feeling right now i know there's been a lot of turmoil for you mentally emotionally obviously in the past two years and hate to say this hate to say this it ain't over yet ain't over yet um, but don't you worry, you asked for it, and we're going to get into that also. But before we truly get started, let's just take care of a couple of housekeeping items. For the ones, for those of you that have joined me on YouTube, thank you, and you're awesome. For the ones that haven't yet, I am at This Is Maria, uh, T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A. So come find me, uh, come say hi on YouTube. Uh, for the ones that are leaving me comments, I appreciate you, um, I see you, and it means a lot. So thank you and keep doing that. And if you haven't um, checked out my book yet, maybe you should. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation, An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist, and it is available on Amazon. It is a book that contains keys that are either, you know, in, that stems from cosmic laws, ancient knowledge, things that are a little bit hidden and, um, you know, not necessarily at the forefront around how to optimize your life, how to get the best life uh, you possibly could be living, living uh, as well as how to achieve true abundance. So if that sounds like something you may be interested in, it's on Amazon. All right. Are we talking about the shakeup or are we talking about the shakeup? Um, yeah. Okay. So I think that, you know, so as, I, as, I, as I'm scanning the human collective, you guys are obviously feeling it. Um, you're feeling the stirring, uh, the quickening of the pulse, if you will. And you've been feeling it for quite some time. I would describe the state of humanity uh, emotionally and mentally, as a low-level anxiety for the past two years. Uh, almost two years, right? Uh, exactly uh, since the start of COVID. Low-level anxiety. Um, what is anxiety actually in the body? Uh, anxiety is the, in the body uh, is um, a slow-burning fire, um, uh, uh, you know, on, a, on an energetic level. Generally, this is the fire that burns in your uh, root center, in your red chakra, right at the base of your spine. Fire energies in your body are not supposed to be uh, burning all the time. Fire is one of those energies that needs to, you know, when, when, it, when it works properly, it comes in and then goes out, 
comes in and it goes out, right? It spurts you into action. Adrenaline is a form of fire, right? And then it's supposed to um, go down the levels of, you know, all the fiery hormones. And essentially what you're living is not that. Um, a lot of you are experiencing the sense of like stress and nervousness all the time, which is actually quite unhealthy. And I will tell you that humanity is up for one of the bigger shakeups, one of its biggest shakeups in recent history in the coming years. And I'm not saying this to scare you. And, you know, I'm not saying this um, to make you feel uneasy. In fact, my intention is quite the opposite. I'm here to be your guide. I'm here to be hopefully the voice of reason. And I'm here to um, be light at the end of the tunnel to tell you and to show you that you can and you will persevere. But the number one thing you're going to have to get really good at is managing your own internal state, managing your own internal fire, whether you'd like it or not, because the stress and the stressors are not going anywhere. So let us start unpacking, unwrapping the shakeup and what that is. First things first, the good news and the bad news is you have all signed up to be here during the great shakeup. You're not here randomly. This is not a coincidence. And you didn't just accidentally get unlucky. So let's get that out of the way. That is not what's happening. Depending on your perspective in life, and depending on your level of strength, actually, on your strength of being plugged into the system of the matrix, you may be experiencing a full range of negative emotions around what's going on in the world. You may feel that what's going on right now is unfair. You may feel like it is taking away your liberties, your freedom. You may actually be experiencing fear. You may be experiencing stress, or you are actually experiencing stress, right? And a slew of other negative emotions. And somehow it feels like, even if it gets better, something happens again and we're back to the status quo of anxiety and, and being nervous, right? Now, what enough of you are thinking is, What's going on with the world? How is this, you know, how, how are we living in such crazy times? It is so unfair, you know? Why can't it just be peace on planet Earth? Why do we have the pandemic? Why do we have war? You know, why do we have all those things? And I will tell you that the reason these things are happening is not because Source or God upstairs is mad at you or angry at you and is trying to punish you. That is all Abrahamic religion stuff. That is not the case at all. That's not what's going on with reality. Nobody's punishing you for anything, right? What is happening is you're living through a little bit of a roller coaster that you signed up for. Now, think about a movie or a book that introduces the main character and then for the entirety of the movie or the book, Nothing of significance happens to the character. Imagine sitting through that movie for three hours or reading that book for, let's say, 10 hours. By the time, even if you stick through, by the way, till the very end, by the end of this movie or this book, 
You're going to be bored out of your mind enough so that this would be one of the most torturous experiences of your entire life. Because one of the states humanity is incredibly awful at coping with is boredom. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you this. You would take pain over boredom. Let me say that again. You would take pain over boredom. I'm getting this whoosh from the collective of no freaking way we wouldn't. No freaking way we wouldn't. And I'm telling you that you would. Maybe not crazy degrees of pain, but some pain. Because you know what? Pain is a happening. And human beings as a species are very curious, right? And you're always down for the happening instead of the vacuum or the nothingness. So in the same way that you as a spectator, a viewer, wouldn't want to sit through a movie where nothing is happening or read a book when nothing is happening. Like there is no conflict. There is no arch nemesis to the protagonist. You know, there is no like, I don't know, big save the world moment. None of that. Like none of the drama. There's no big love story. You know, none of that. If none of that, nothing is happening, then you find it hard to pay attention. Now, imagine we are at soul level right now. Imagine you are your higher self, right? If your lower self would be bored watching a movie where there is no conflict, your higher self is even more bored participating in a life where there is no conflict. So, from the perspective of the higher self, the more happening exists within one incarnation, the better it is. And your higher self is a lot less discriminatory around the type of happening. In other words, whether the good thing is happening or the bad thing is happening, your higher self loves it as long as it's prog progress, right? Which again, is a very different vantage point. It's a very different perspective. Here, once you come into 3D, once you get into this divide and conquer mode and in, into this judgment zone mode, it's actually very easy for you and your condition, shall I say, to separate things into good and bad, black and white, you know, fair and unfair. You know, it's all about the duality. It's all about the dichotomy. That's kind of the whole point of 3D, right? Is divide things into particles that somehow are parts, that somehow are incon inconsolable or and, and essentially enjoy the conflict, so to say, right? Be here for the ride of that conflict. Um, that is kind of the joys and, um, you know, the passions of 3D. At the same time, right, here, you're passing judgment on everything that happens, right? So if bad things are happening, you're really, truly mad, upset, or sad, right? And you're like, I can't believe I'm going through this. Why? You know, how did I, like, what did I do to deserve this? And the only thing, very often, right, and I'm not talking karma here, but very often, frankly, what, what ended up happening is your higher self signed you up for this right? And so technically speaking, right, if we're thinking about planet Earth as one of the potential worlds you could incarnate on, there are beings out there that are programming the activities on planet Earth. In the same way, like if you go to a summer camp or if you go on like, I don't know, like a planned vacation, you know, like when you take a trip that's planned with like an agency or something, they would be like, here's your itinerary. There are like, you know, it's a five day trip. Uh, I don't know, five days, six nights or four nights, you're going to be staying at this hotel and this is your pickup spot and this is the drop-off spot and these are the tours you're going to be going on and, you know, this is your hotel and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? 
Like it's a planned experience in the same way your incarnation is a very much, very much a planned experience, right? And then there are beings upstairs whose main responsibility is to make sure that whatever they have planned for you is an exciting ride, right? Exciting doesn't mean all positive. In fact, I will tell you that souls tend to learn three times on average, three times more things, skills, and get three times more experience from negative circumstances and events and outcomes compared to the positive ones. So at any point in time, your higher self is always optimizing for progress. As such, it is always optimizing for the maximum amount of learning for you. That is very, very important for your higher self to get right. So it would very often sign you up for journeys that are actually fairly negative or that essentially your higher self may send you to worlds that are suboptimal or going through shakeups, which is exactly what's happening with planet Earth right now. Very often... Uh, when those movies are planned, right? So if we're thinking of planet Earth at this point in time, it's almost like a movie or like a computer game you can participate in. And please bear with me for this analogy, although it's actually a really good analogy. Um, periods of shakeup, periods of turmoil, shall we call it, are generally interchanged with periods of relative calm. And it's generally how they're put and plastered kind of like along the the line, the timeline, if you will. Um, generally speaking, periods of turmoil last thing you were between 10 to 12 years up to 40 years. 40 years tends to be on the higher end. Um, 40 years is actually really, really hard for humanity to bear because if you think about it, um, 40 years uh, is very often either half of somebody's life or two thirds of somebody's life if we're not lucky for, you know, living in, you know, for thinking. I don't know, middle ages or uh, different uh, viruses and bacteria that take life away, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, 40 years is a very, very significant amount of time. That being said, um, generally when these timelines are planned, you wouldn't come and never get a break in the entirety of your life. That's not um, considered healthy. So that's why, you know, it's, it's almost like, think about it as, Every computer game, every world, every planet is like a timeline. And it actually starts with the planning process uh, for this game. Starts with empty space. So essentially, or it's not really empty space. Uh, let me take that back. A better way to describe this is it starts with the calm seas. You know, like smooth sailing, right? So yes, there are the decorations, you know, there are the countries and, you know, there's the weather and the ecosystem and all of that. All of this is written up on, you know, within the, um, the world, a particular world. In the same way, when you guys are reading a fantasy novel, there's a lot of world building, right? You know, like, does this world have magic? What is the culture? You know, all of that. What are the species? Blah, blah, blah. Same thing here. Like, essentially, planet Earth was planned in similar ways, right? You know, what is the game that is going to be played? What are the rules? The rules are the laws of physics, time-space reality, you know, free will, law of attraction, you know, all of that good stuff. That's all of this is the rules is above, so below. So they've been written into this game. Now, by default, right, as this engineer, so let's call them engineers or so architects of the game, are planning it, it's going to be like a string of uh, 
calm waters or the good weather, you know, like there would be essentially like life as usual. And then the turmoil actually is happens afterwards. So you start with 100% of smooth sailing or good seas, good weather and good everything. And then the architects are placing dots of turmoil and conflict on the map or along this timeline. And they generally, the way it is planned, you know, they factor in a few things before the crises, so to say, uh, the points, points of crisis get planted on the timeline. They factor in the things of roughly, um, they, they tend to space things up in a certain cadence, um, meaning wars would happen at a particular cadence, pandemics would happen at a particular cadence, a large scale natural disasters would happen at a particular cadence. Then the, those cadences, I mean, they have a range. It's not like every five years and five days, if you know what I mean. Um, it, there's a range between, for instance, like, okay, we need to have a major pandemic, um, let's say every 100 to 130 years, right? And so there is a range. And because there is a range, human mind and human brains, you know, as you're kind of like looking back at history, you're not able to see the pattern because of the slight randomization of the pattern. Because one time they're going to pick 100 years, you know, every 100 years. Next time they're like, okay, let's, let's do 130 years. And so there is some patternization, but it's just not very obvious to you guys. And essentially, all of those points of crisis are considered to be fun exercises. It's kind of like going on a roller coaster. Like you wouldn't want to come to, uh, you know, Disney World, or Disneyland, and just spend the entirety of your day eating, you know, just eating, having food, right? Arguably, you're there for the rides, right? And like the rides are the thrill. Now, a lot of rides may be scary at face value. A lot of rides may be physically uncomfortable or there is unknown, um, you know, aspects to the rides, the thrill, but you still want to go on them. Same thing here, you know, pandemic from the perspective of a 3D human may feel like an, oh my God, what just happened? And from the perspective of your higher self, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a fun attraction. I want to participate. You know, why don't we? That sounds like a plan. Now, Despite the fact that there is this, you know, timeline and all of these things that happen. So I guess what it, where, let me rewind. This is happening for you, not to you. That's the number one thing to get clear, right? And it also happens so that in the next 18 or so years, you are going through the period which is called the shakeup. And it is a period where a lot of events are actually clustered in the vicinity of one another. So it is going to feel like back to back to back to back to back craziness. And there's always going to be something new. It's always going to be out of the left field. It's always going to be unexpected. And at some point in time, you're going to be like, when is this going to be over? I just want to go back to life as usual or life as normal. Like I would just want to go back to feeling normal again. And the bad news is the next 18 years is not going to feel normal, right? Because very knowingly, very knowingly, it was created, architected, and planned as a time of a great shakeup. So maybe let me uh, give you a little bit of a glimpse into what's the difference between something that I would call a shakeup from the spiritual perspective 
as opposed to just like a standalone event. Most crisis, um, uh, you know, most like issues that happen to humanity don't happen back to back to back. Um, Very often on the map, you would have these like big chunks that like really suck a lot of energy for humanity. And then there is like calm waters and then there's another big spike of something and then there's calm waters. Um, In a shakeup, there's a lot. Um, It's like, um, what would be like a good analogy? It's not one comet, but it's a whole shower of uh, meteorites if that makes sense, right? And they're all are kind of falling, you know, close to each other and, you know, roughly at the same time. So um, while it's not like one big meteor, uh, a meteorite, it just is crashing and landing in the timeline of humanity. It's a few of them, but it is because they kind of, it's, it's almost like a cluster, right? And yes, so the next 18 years is really going to feel like, um, you are on this, like within this strange realm where things just never go according to plan or where you can never get a break. You know, it's kind of like you're on the treadmill running and the pace that you're running at is kind of crazy. You know, it's getting faster and faster and you can never freaking get a break. That's like a little bit of what the next 18 years are going to be. So what you're going to have to get good at is handling everything that is going to be thrown your way because the amount of up leveling you can do at soul level during the next 18 years is quite unprecedented it's quite unique it's a very unique actually beautiful moment in history the one thing it's not is easy it's not going to be easy so if you already are starting to feel the burn of anxiety or stress some of you may feel actually the, the opposite, the flip side of that, which is the murky waters of depression. If you're feeling any of those, it, it's the warning bell, right? It's the warning bell that however you are handling this current situation is not serving you. Whatever you're thinking, feeling about the way things are, about the state of the world is not serving you. And you're going to have to make changes because... The macro factors are not going to get better. They're actually going to get worse. And again, I'm not saying this to scare you. But when you are informed, you can better handle what's coming through the pike. Right? Hopefully. That's the intention here. Um, Shakeups like that um, are quite rare. And... There is generally, like what matters, right, is actually, and how you upgrade and how you elevate, is actually how you handle the shakeup. You know, what, essentially, you're going to be graded on it by your higher self down the road and others. And what you're going to be graded on, while it is very specific and unique to each and every one of you, there are going to be some commonalities. And the commonalities are... No, how did you react to these things? So essentially, you're going to be judged upon your reactions. And I hate to say, but whatever reactions the majority of the people have in regards to a particular situation tend to be the wrong answer. 
Groupthink is extremely prevalent on planet Earth. Humanity is a herd species. So groupthink is everywhere. Not to mention that when you incarnate, you come into a soup of collective consciousness, which is why it is so easy for me to communicate and feel you on this level is because essentially, yes, you are all this, you know, many, many wonderful beings, but you also act as one, right? Um, and there's a lot of consistency in how humanity thinks and feels at any point in time. A lot of consistency, and you guys don't even realize it. A person in China, a person in the US, a person in France, a person in Mexico may all think they're waking up one morning feeling extremely unique about life. But actually, once you actually strip it down to the core of that vibration, it's going to be the exact same vibration because that is what's stirring up in the collective that day. So there's a lot more consistency to how you're feeling on a daily basis and what you're thinking that you give yourself credit to. And, and we're not talking about the matrix today. We're not talking about the system today that has been built for you here. Not really. This is not what this episode is about. However, the system that exists on planet Earth today promotes groupthink. In fact, it promotes template living, right? And I think I've mentioned that before in a few episodes. You know that there are things that you're supposed to do in life. They may vary by country. But it's almost like each country has a template and then there are rough templates for humanity as a whole. For instance, you know, right, in general, getting married is the right thing to do or it's like expected for you to do. Having children is expected of you. Having a job is expected of you or, you know, making money is expected of you. One day retiring is an expectation. You know, do, do you say, oh, like actually buying a house or an apartment, you know, depending on where you live is, that's an expectation as well. Going to school is an expectation as well. Getting an education, right? All of these things are little templates. And, you know, that the system that you have here on planet Earth really sucks you in fairly early. You become indoctrinated. And so you come here as your perfect, unique snowflake. And by age 7 to 10, you become a part of the whole or a reflection of the system. So you become essentially indistinguishable from the large majority of the people and beings in your region. And you don't even know it. So your way of thinking, your way of feeling, and your way of perceiving becomes very much template-like, right? For, especially for the people in the same region. Your values become very much merged with the people in that region. And your actions, essentially, are very similar to the rest of the people in that region. So, and, and that is where kind of like that concept of like fractals um, starts making sense. It's almost like imagine that there was a mirror and the mirror was shattered into a million pieces. But once you look into each of these individual pieces, you would be able to see the exact same thing that you would be able to see in the mirror. And that is why, like, you know, one part of that whole essentially would reflect the same reality than the whole would. And the way that it is achieved, you know, on planet Earth is through template thinking, right? So the system actually wants humanity to be predictable. 
the powers that be, and I'm not talking about higher powers here, but local powers, would love for you to act like one. So you become more predictable and so you become more controllable. So very often when a particular crisis hits, there is a default reaction that you are expected to have. Very often you are going to be led towards that reaction by how certain news are communicated to you, right? Especially right now in, in, you know, in the world where media and uh, the internet runs, runs supreme. Every point of communication is always an angle. Angled, like every point of communication always has an agenda or a perspective, right? It's impossible for it not to. So very often your reactions and your responses are being controlled by the angle that the news are delivered to you uh, at, right? So essentially there is the, um, the happening that gets reflected under a certain light, like an event that gets reflected under a certain light, which pr would produce a particular type of reaction. And if you think that your reaction is particularly unique, think again, because 96 or so percent of humans in a particular region would react exactly the same to a piece of news that is delivered in a certain way. So there's a lot of commonality, right? I don't want to say brainwashing, but kind of as well in how you react to things. And your reactions actually can be manipulated quite easily by the angle that is being given to you by the media. The reason I'm going here is not to, you know, prevent you from watching the news. I'm just trying to explain to you how you're going to be graded on once you actually are done with this incarnation. Because right now we're going through an exam phase. I don't know that you realize that th these 20 years is a massive, massive examination. It's kind of like you went to school, you studied for many, many years, and now is exam time. But humanity is not aware that it is exam time because of course, humanity is not aware of a lot of things. We're living behind the veil of forgetfulness where well, you are. And because of that, you don't know what's true anymore or what's false anymore, right? And very often your own discernment is actually not at the level where it could be given the constraints of 3D, etc., etc. So what is the exam all about? The exam is all about the reactions and the responses that you have to external stimuli. Sounds like you're a little bit of a, you know, lab rat. And I apologize if that's how it came across because that's not what I meant. Right. But technically, you know, um, scientists, when they're studying animals, for instance, right, human scientists, they're looking at, you know, very often, especially with like guinea pigs <laughs> in the lab scenario, they're watching, uh, you know, their behavior, right? Well, what, what will the guinea pig do? Or how would her behavior change if I give her, you know, that vaccine or that shot and whatnot, right? And again, not to get morbid here or not to say that you guys are all guinea pigs, 
right? Because A, you all signed up for this game <laughs> and you all are governed by what your higher self wants. But, you know, there are two ways for you to act in this game. The incorrect way is actually to react in a template-like manner, to react like everybody else. The passing grade is to use your judgment, your discernment, your humanity, your heart and your mind to respond to things in a very unique way that are unique and consistent with your own personal values, your own personal North Star, your own personal direction in life, and who you are at soul level. That is the passing grade. The failing grade is be in your herd mentality, acting like everybody else. Now let's start actually dissecting that. Remember how I told you, and I'm sure you remember, right? That the way, if for any geography that's true, that the news is being portrayed to you is essentially helping you play into the hands of the people that are controlling the message, right? In other words, you are expected to react a certain way. Sometimes, you know, there may be like a range of reactions that are expected from you, like what's normal. Um, however, I will tell you that this is, right? And maybe I'm, I'm repeating myself. But reacting and playing into the hands of the beings that are trying to control you is actually a failing grade. There is absolutely nothing hard or unique or in any way spectacular about behaving and reacting like a template. There are a lot of template-like beings in the universe. And they are called robots. Humans are supposedly on the other side of that spectrum. Humans, actually, when humanity was created, and I just uh, mean, I mean humanity on Earth, but as well as other planets, they were created as a counteract to robotic state of consciousness, to the state of consciousness that is AI. That is why humanity was given the mind and the heart. And when the two fuse, magic happens. What do I mean by that? And what actually happens when the two fuse? When the two things fuse, the mind and the heart, template-based reactions become impossible. Because then every being starts thinking for themselves and start reacting in their unique way. And so that actually adds a lot of interest to this video game that you're all are in. Essentially, it adds this element of surprise to this whole very regimented structure, right? Yes, there is a script. Like every good movie, this game has a script. It has a director. It has an, you know, a producer and an editor and all of the good stuff and the sound designer and even the makeup artist. And Humanity are actors, but it's not the kind of actor that is supposed to keep to the script 
what you're being offered is improv. And best humans always improv. Beings that come on top from this experience are the ones that improv. And if you know one thing about improv, and if you've ever watched uh, good actors do improv, good comedians do improv, is A, every time it's completely, if it's good, if it's done very well, it, it's authentic, it's raw, it's unique, it's hard to replicate because it represents what who somebody is, really. And very often it's surprising, delightful, and out of the blue because, again, it's not scripted. And that is the way to win this game. That is the way to come on top. So check in with yourself. Next time, and because, by the way, in the next 18 years, you're going to have many, many, many chances and many shots at this. It's one of those exams, right, where it, it ain't over till it's over. And you're going to be presented dozens more opportunities because before this is all over to either react or respond and to either play into a template or walk your own path, make your own choices. And let me tell you again, and I know I'm repeating myself, but some, some things are worth repeating. The passing grade of this is to not, you know, go with the rest of the crowd. Now, let's talk about war, actually, really quickly. I'm not going to dive into the whole, you know, Eastern European conflict. This is not why we showed up, but it's kind of, you know, it's in the moment. So it makes sense for right now. You know, Russia, Ukraine, all the good stuff. I will tell you that it is natural for human beings to show solidarity, right? When one country invades the other, extremely natural. But I will tell you that one way to fail this exam is to react exactly like everybody else is and to react exactly how the media expects you to react. That is actually not a passing grade, unfortunately. So if you look around and somehow you find that you're reacting in much the same way that everybody else is, please catch yourself and know that you've been brainwashed. Please catch yourself and know in that moment in time that you're not operating as a human being with a heart, but you are operating as a programmable machine that, that is essentially just got, that runs a particular line of code automatically, right? In other words, and I'm not saying, right, say that, let's say in the United States, say that one of the common reactions is outrage. It's almost like this righteousness that comes from how dare they, you know, let's say that that's the one of the reactions. If you fall prey to that, know that you're being manipulated. Know that there is another layer. And in fact, just this one conflict alone has close to 30 different layers that are hidden beyond the surface. And so congratulations to you if you dug up some of those layers. Congratulations to you if you're watching and reading more than just the American news, if you're American, or more than just, you know, your own country's news, wherever you're watching from, right? 
Because the way, and you know, you start peeling those layers off is by exposing yourself to actually conflicting information and starting to look at the situation from different angles instead of just judging. Because judgment is one of the most common emotions at war, right? Another thing that is actually really interesting, which is a little bit separate from what I was saying, but very often uh, wars, you know, specifically for this planet, um, comes at a point when it's like a litmus test. And this litmus test, particularly right now, um, creates for one reason. It was created for one reason, exists for one reason. Humanity is essentially, and I think I've mentioned that a time or a dozen in my past episodes. Humanity is at a point, and planet Earth is at a point where it is a planet that is extremely driven by intellect. It is the planet of the mind. It's the planet of masculinity, not femininity. So heart, hearts are closed up. Now, there are all of these beings here, um, you know, light workers, you know who you are. Some of you are listening to this podcast. A lot of you are listening to this podcast because I'm actually, for better or worse, for better, I'm attracting a lot of teachers of teachers. <laughs> so, uh, and you know exactly um, who you are, you know, if, um, if you relate to being a teacher of teachers, right? But you know, essentially a lot, you know, the indigo children and all of that, right? A lot of light workers have been coming onto this planet to start, to jumpstart the heart of humanity. Humanity, unfortunately, is still on the operation, you know, on the, on, on the surgery table. <sighs> and it's trying to have an open heart surgery, but the heart is not working terribly well. And so there is, you know, electricity and all these shakeups, this one shakeup that's being used to try to revive and jumpstart humanity's heart. And so far, we're failing. And we have been failing for quite some time, unfortunately. Um, and because of that, humanity is going to be gifted wars. And I'm not necessarily talking third world war because there are a lot of high frequency extraterrestrials that would prevent this from happening. Third world war is actually not necessarily uh, one of the things that you should be expecting in the next 20 years, thankfully. Uh, but more localized wars is something that, again, is used as a litmus test to figure out and understand if the heart of humanity is where the heart of humanity is. Because the reaction to war is generally a very good, very good and very quick identifier of where humanity is as it relates to the opening of their heart. And unfortunately, despite the fact that, you know, you have in the collective a lot of, you know, people who are expressing solidarity and support, humanity is not yet passing the litmus test of the heart. Not with this one. Um, Right now, we're living through a time of a lot of hidden agendas um, by the powers that be. And those hidden agendas remain hidden because there is not enough heart space energy in humanity to be able to bring them to light. The heart energy is always the energy of light. 
the heart energy is always the energy that essentially you emanate your energy from the heart. The heart is one of those energies that if your heart is activated internally, you can heal your whole body in a matter of days, you guys. If your heart truly is operating at the level that it is meant to operate for you, you could heal yourself from any disease. I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if it's AIDS. It could be whatever. But you could heal yourself in the span of under seven days. That is the power of the heart. It changes your internal ecosystem and it changes your external ecosystem. It just does. It is meant to. It is designed to. It is that beacon of light. It's the torch. It's the one thing you should follow. The reason being on this planet Earth, you know, if if um, you want to listen to my episode about the five-pointed star framework, I think it was either episode 92 or 98, one of those. The next step in the evolution of humanity on this planet in particular is to open up your hearts. Everything else is a dead-end scenario, right? And so far, we're not doing too great. And that's why, for as long as, you know, humanity is going to be gifted a war, and the reaction to the war is not going to be the correct reaction, we're not going to get the hearts of humanity to open. What is the correct reaction? (laughs) Unfortunately, I cannot give you that answer because the answer actually is really different for all of you. Very often, the, the best way that you could internalize that, that war is bad, is by imagining yourself in a place of a person that woke up in the morning and their country is being occupied and they cannot walk outside on the streets, for instance. And so you're like, oh, I can empathize with that, you know, kind of, because I wouldn't want to be in that situation. And so, you know, I'll be like, you know, pray for these people or like, you know, like no to war. But at the same time, why is this the wrong reaction, right? Yes, we need empathy as humanity, but when your heart is truly open, what is opened up for you is a different perception. And that perception is that you are everything and everything is you and any type of division is a fallacy. And when that is the case, you don't have to imagine yourself in a place of another to feel their pain. You, by default, are feeling their pain. In fact, you're going to have to work really hard to not feel their pain. That is an example of a heart open. But where does this take me? Ooh, it takes me to a very dangerous place. Look at all of these humans that somehow are right now all angry about the war, about people potentially dying, and about an aggressor country. By the way, I'm not justifying the aggressor country here by any stretch of imagination. And yet, so in other words, there's all these people that believe killing others is bad. But what they're failing to understand is that they had Kentucky Fried Chicken for lunch today. And a chicken is a living being. And by the way, the chicken is not that much more inferior, in fact, arguably, it is the same divine spark 
from source consciousness that exists in a human exists in a chicken and it exists in a tree and it exists in a river. So how crazy is that? That you are all righteous waking up in the morning and being like, condone war and I hate killing and I hate murders, but 90 something percent of humanity is eating living beings on a daily basis. I'm not talking trees here, you know, I'm talking animals because plants actually, plants have a contract with humanity. Yes, they're also alive, but they have a contract and part of that sacred contract between the plant kingdom and the humanity kingdom, human kingdom, is that plants are going, they're here to sustain and heal humanity. That is their sacred promise to humanity. Whereas animals actually are here to be our brothers and sisters and to help us learn unconditional love and care and oneness. They're not here to be consumed. So when I say the reactions to war, you know, the humanity is completely failing the litmus test of the heart is because Yes, the media is trying to control your reactions by showing you all these crazy images of people being in the bunker and whatnot. And so you are, again, in your righteous state, screaming to the heavens, how dare they kill? How dare they kill? How dare they invade? But look at yourself and look at what you have done. Look at how you've built cities in the perfectly serene ecosystems, that's an invasion, you guys. Look at how you have oil spills inside of perfectly good, you know, water systems. That's an invasion, you guys. And look at how you are murdering animals just to have some meat on your plate. And now who is the murderer? And who is an invader? And that, you know, understanding that if you are going to condone murder in one place, you better freaking be consistent. Look at your face in the mirror if you're eating meat and understand that you're no better. You're just another facet of the same problem. And listen, I understand that a lot of listeners of this podcast are vegetarian, maybe vegan and, you know, raw, etc., etc. right? So I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just trying to offer you a perspective because... As I was telling you that humanity has failed the litmus test. And right now, humanity is not acting in the face of all of these adversities, whether that is COVID, whether that is war, or any actually of the uh, natural disasters that are up and coming, you know, and some of the other things. Very often, again, you're acting to a template, right? And you may think that you're coming from a good place or an empathetic place, but it is a place of a template because it has no individual thinking. Because if it did have individual thinking, right, you would be acting in a completely different way. And the reason I told you this and the reason I had to take it this far, essentially calling, you know, a a big chunk of humanity murderers by eating, you know, animals, is when I told you we're not passing this test, enough of you were like, how dare she? How dare she? I empathize with the people that are being killed. How dare she? I hate war. 
obviously war is bad. I mean, yes and no. I mean, obvious to who? How is it any different than killing, what, like, billions of cows a year? Like, how is that any different? That's massive genocide of a particular species. And I understand you're growing that species or grooming that species, but have you ever asked your, you know, the cow if she wants to be freaking eaten? The relationship between humanity and the cow kingdom is dire. It's awful, you guys. For those of you that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, please look it up next time you're in a meditative zone, in, in a trance state. How... No, the question that I'm getting from the collective is, how do I know what um, the humanity's relationship is with a particular animal? Well, you know, in a meditative state, if you were actually to imagine yourself in a meadow and, you know, you would you would want to imagine that there is a, ca- a, a cow or like a horse or whichever animal you frankly want to see in the, in, you know, at the, in the very middle of that meadow. Um, first, you want to examine... Is that animal even facing you or is it facing away from you? And I will tell you the car, the, the cow is facing away from humanity. It's that pissed. That relationship is that damaged. The cows don't want to have anything to do with humans at this point. Yeah, they're that like hurt, I think. Hurt and sadness and betrayal is the vibration of a cow in relationship to humanity. But of course, you don't think that that's the problem. Because you got birthed into a template of a planet that eats these animals. But have you actually considered how these animals may be feeling? Again, not to hound on this. And by the way, I think everybody has free will, obviously. So if you choose to eat these animals, you choose to eat these animals. Just know that there's going to be more litmus tests for humanity. And don't be surprised that you may not be passing that test with flying colors, right? Just because everybody's eating meat and just because everybody's feeling righteous that war is wrong, (laughs) but that inadvertently may create more war actually, right? Not to point at the United States. That's always has this peacekeeping missions by bringing in way more troops and way more guns and way more bombs and way more rockets and all of that into the game in the spirit of peace. (laughs) Just how ironic is that, you guys? How ironic is that? Now, let's look at the brighter side, right? This kind of turned a little heated. The heat is up. (laughs) Number one, most important thing for you in the next, in the coming 18 years is to get really good at managing your internal state. Because the stuff that's going to come your way, you've never experienced before. This is going to be a wild ride. Of course, from the perspective of your higher self, it's amazing. From your perspective, it depends. Maybe not so much. But that is why it's also extremely paramount for you to be broadening your perspective. Otherwise, you may get yourself into a place that is quite dire and quite psychologically mm, uncomfortable. That's why actually I commend you, recommend that you go back and re-listen to the episode that's called The Assemblage Point. I did an episode on The Assemblage Point way back. I think it was last year. 
because the assemblage point, the concept of the assemblage point, essentially the assemblage point is your vantage point. It's your perspective. It's like, what level are you perceiving reality from? And in order for you to maintain your sanity and health and to actually, for you to check off all the boxes that you came here to check, in the next 18 years, it's going to be paramount to work with your assemblage point and to be able to shift it very successfully and very frequently. Um, the framework that I gave in that episode that I was referring to is essentially keeping your vantage point fixed to one of your chakras. So how you would view the world from your root chakra is very different from how you would view the world from your crown chakra, for instance. And the way you travel between those vantage points, those perspectives, those angles of perception is via an internal elevator. You'd literally imagine an internal elevator tra traveling up and, down, up and down your spine. And you would imagine that the elevator can stop in every which chakra, right? And that perception is going to be very different, right? I will tell you that in order for you to maintain your sanity, and by the way, come out victorious from this roller coaster of, you know, the, the period, the time period, is I would actually encourage you to develop an assemblage point as high as your higher self, right? So for those of you that um, have never connected to their higher self, this, this may be the time that you may want to do that. Your higher self is available to 100% of you. Your higher self is one of your most important spirit guides. The higher self is the most biased in the best possible way, being in the entirety of creation that is on your side and that really wants you to succeed, right? So at the same time, right, of course, your higher self has full access to the Akashic Records, it has full access to the bigger picture, right? Because of that, it could be an indispensable ally in the next 18 years for you. So as you're trying to navigate the murky waters of the next decade plus, I commend you to first meet your higher self, establish a relationship, or I encourage you to meet your higher self start that relationship, really develop a strong channel, communication channel between you two, and reach out to your higher self for feedback and advice. And also develop a point of perspective, um, essentially like an ability to flip your perspective into the world of your higher self. So how would you do that? you would imagine that your elevator is actually in your heart, um, sorry, not your heart, in your crown space, right? So your crown is the white chakra two inches atop your head. And you would imagine that your internal elevator is there. And you would imagine now that you want to connect to the perception and perspective of your higher self. And you would imagine that you're traveling in this elevator through time and space and you're going up, 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 up at the speed of light. And you're traveling so fast that it's really hard for you to even be able to, you know, see anything outside of just this moving elevator and kind of like sparks flying, so to say. And because this elevator is moving at the speed of light, it's also, um, it starts to illuminate light as well. 
starts to glow actually and then i want you to go as high up as your higher self there is always an upward channel that is connecting your crown center to um, the cocoon the bubble of your higher self the monad and you're going up all the way up and then your elevator stops at one point and as you exit the elevator you're going to exit the elevator in a space where your higher self exists. I don't think we ever went into um, this particular aspect of reality um, around, you know, what does life for your higher self look like upstairs? We did a little bit. I think there was an episode of like life between, uh, you know, between lives that I did. Or, like what happens after death, I think maybe is what we ended up calling it. However... I will tell you that your higher self has an environment um, that it has created for itself in the world that's outside of the matrix. That environment actually is a very vast environment and it has everything and anything that your higher self could possibly need for its, you know, entertainment, evolution, um, just uh, livelihood. And so there is a place where you already have, you know, prior to incarnating here, there is a place that you agreed um, that if you were ever to meet in the astral space, you would come to. And this is exactly the place that your elevator is going to take you up to. And so your higher self is actually quite fascinating if, you know, maybe your higher self is going to give you a tour. Um, but it's actually interesting to walk around with your higher self seeing the space that it has created for itself because it'll, it has built all of these, you know, kind of artificial environments because technically they're suspended in, in air, for the lack of a better term, in ether. And it's these, they almost like feel like rooms, but when you enter them, they're natural, like very often natural landscapes. And the kind of natural landscapes your higher self has built for itself is very much dependent on like what are the things that it found pleasurable across all of the different incarnations that it lived. Either way, this was a little bit of a tangent. You don't really have to go exploring, um, you know, where your higher self lives um, unless you really truly wanted to. But it could just be really, really fascinating for you because that would help you to get to know your higher self at a more deeper level. Like that would really help you establish a relationship and a friendship with your higher self. But here in this room that, you know, your elevator opens up, pay attention to where you end up. From this particular vantage point, you would be able to see things from the perspective of your own higher self. And I guarantee you, the perspective that your own higher self has on the events that are happening on planet Earth today, depending on the event, is going to be very unique to you. And that is what's going to help you move through the madness and the craziness and the turmoil of the coming decade plus. Is, yes, holding on to your 3D perception, but also being able to rise up and go as high up as your higher self and understand what is, you know, their perception there as well. Okay. So that is really important, right? Being able to switch between these two uh, perspectives is what's going to be really, really helpful. Being able to go within, right? Introspection is incredibly important. Daily meditation, even if it is for a few minutes, 
or daily journaling. Journaling is cool. I would call that a form of meditation, even automated, uh, automatic writing. Any of these things is really helpful because when you're spending some quality time with yourself, and I'm not meaning like more in a trance state or like in an introspective state, you're momentarily plugging out of the human collective and you're stepping in your own lane. And when you're stepping in your own lane, you can see things clearly instead of acting like everybody else around you. And that opens up room for your own personal healing, for your own personal needs and wants, for your own personal journey, for your own personal aspirations, as well as all of the things that you could be getting from, you know, your etheric helpers that you need, right? So introspection in the coming decade plus is extremely important. The ability to plug out of the system thinking is very important. Practicing discernment is incredibly important. Opening up your third eye, decalcifying your pineal gland is important. Learning energy practices is important. Working with energy is incredibly important. Not to sound like a broken record, but in the book that I wrote, The 72 Keys to Manifestation, that's not just about manifesting. It's all about energy work. And working with energy is incredibly important because you stop being a slave and you start being a god or goddess. I'm not afraid of this terminology because that is true. Understanding how the energy flows in your body, flows in the universe, and mastering that is a key to having a healthy, wealthy, and successful life that you will one day be proud of and your higher self would be proud of and not just living on autopilot. But you see, you're not taught energy work at school. That's not part of the curriculum. That's not part of the education system here. And that's why you have to almost go out of your way to do the practices, to do the exercises, to do the meditations so that your lighter bodies can start becoming cleansed, decluttered, and primed for all the energies that they need to receive in order for you to not just momentarily transfer to 5D, but be able to fully anchor into 5D consciousness and 5D reality, right? Because not everybody's going to go to 5D. That's the unfortunate truth. <sighs> There's going to be enough beings Forever stuck in 3D until it's collapsed, unfortunately. Yeah, sad reality, sad but true. Um, and of course, just because clearly in this episode, I love, love repeating myself, opening up your heart. Opening up your heart is the key of keys. Opening up your lower heart, you know, which is your heart chakra, opening up your higher heart. I've made, I'm pretty sure, at least a few episodes about um, you know, how to open up your heart. Uh, any episode on divine femininity that you may want to re-listen to um, is essentially about the same exact thing. Because divine masculinity is all about the mind. Divine femininity is all about the heart. So anytime you work on your divine feminine connection, you're inadvertently, consciously or subconsciously, working on opening up your heart. So those things are incredibly important. And find other people. Find like-minded individuals. So really watch, you know, your 
inner circle. Who are you friends with? Who do you spend time with? Uh, because you, you know, these are the people that are either going to help you get through what's about to happen to humanity or the people that are going to make it essentially harder. Now again, I know, I know, I don't think, I don't hope, I know that you have what it takes to overcome every single thing that is coming your way in the next decade plus. I know that you are here for a reason. I know that you showed up in this critical, pivotal moment that I call a shakeup for a reason. It's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. It is going to be one hell of a ride, but it is also one of your biggest opportunities to up-level. It is one of your biggest opportunities to truly evolve and grow. And you can get everything that you came here for and so much more. This type of challenging macro, macro environment can propel you straight up into ascension at soul level if you play your cards right. It's that important and it is that powerful. It is that potent and strong and meaningful. So change your perspective from all of these things are happening to me and I, I'm suffering or I'm struggling to get by and why all of these people around me, you know, and why, you know, are essentially also not in a great place, you know, and why do we have to show up and why do we have to, you know, like instead of all the blame and the hurt and the fear, start understanding that this is a blessing and it is a gift, right? that it is through a sequence of failures and struggles that you get to emerge as the purest form of who you are, the purest version of yourself. And remember that helping others along the way is a very natural thing for you to do because you're not just in it for yourself. The more you start opening your heart, the more you're going to understand that you cannot walk this path alone. And you're going to start getting true joy from helping beings around you to transform and transcend this experience, to transform and transcend the harsher energies and to move on into a different caliber of energies. Because remember, we're also going through recalibration. These 20 years is a massive opportunity for recalibration, including at the DNA level. What is recalibration? It is essentially where every cell in your body is getting to, you know, getting a chance to rebuild itself. And that just is at the physical level. But the same type of transformation is going to happen at the energy level, so your etheric body and the mental level, and at the emotional level. And you just have to let that happen. You have to be the, your own catalyst, right? And once you transform your own set of bodies, try helping others, but not forcing them into it. You don't 
force somebody into you know, listening to you. That's not what this is all about, right? Because again, this is a planet of free will. You know, it's all about inviting people in your journey with you, not about pushing them or pressuring them to follow you or to do as you are. Because again, then we get into this whole righteousness game. And, you know, that's such a big trap for humanity right now that I am right and you're wrong. You know, and we, what you're doing doesn't make sense. Like none of that, right? Because like true unity that you experience from the heart, again, your self-concept changes. Once your heart really truly opens to the degree that it's meant to, you're gonna, your perception changes. You don't necessarily perceive that person in front of you as other. You perceive them as a part of your larger body. Just in the same way that you would perceive the river as a part of your larger body. Or you would perceive the bird up in the sky as part of your larger body. And from that perspective, you know, you couldn't hurt a fly, frankly, right? Not truly, not without consequence, right? I wanted to see if humanity has, or the collective has any questions in relationship to what we have been talking. I know this has been a charged topic and I feel like you guys are maybe a little bit down. So I just want to like, let, okay, well, one thing before we get into questions. This is not doomsday, you guys. It is not. And we're not all gonna die, okay? Not yet, anyhow. <laughs> we're not all gonna die, okay? So that, but that's why we showed up, right? To be challenged. We're forged in fire, right? And we need to allow ourselves to be molded. And we cannot shy away from, you know, walking the hard path. We cannot have it easy all the time. And we shouldn't seek the easy way out. You know what the easy way out is? To not incarnate. That's the easy way out. You didn't want that. Your higher self didn't want that. That's why you're all here, right? You wouldn't be listening to me otherwise. Right? So if you all showed up, you're not looking for an easy way out. You're here. Smack in the middle of this reality because it has a perfect set of challenges, lessons, and experiences for you. You better be grateful. And you better consider yourself lucky because you are on the ride of your lives. And if you pass the test, looking back, you're going to be like, wow, this was the most formative, the most blessed, the most light period of my life. Because remember, you are living in your own slice of the world. Nobody can force you into the collective slide unless you want to. Remember that you are empowered to make choices. This is a free will based universe, a world, a planet. It's not predetermined for you, no matter how much you think that it is. Believing the things are determined is a trap. You get the moment. That's the thing. Fate and destiny exist. 100%, 1 billion percent for the people that do not take responsibility for who they are and for their growth and development. The moment you step outside of that slave mentality and start co-creating your reality or creating a reality, there is no such thing as destiny or fate. You become the script writer of your own story, the director of your own movie, all of the above. 
So that is the, you know, the message for this episode is that of empowerment. You have what it takes to come out on the other side 10,000 times better off than you started. I know this. You know this. Your higher self knows this. Otherwise, your higher self would not have sent you here. All right. I felt like we needed to clear the air because the moment I started, you know, like asking you guys questions, I just got this wave of sadness and just like, ah, that is never, never my intention, right? We are here to bring each other up, right? This world is, is doing a good enough job keeping you guys down. I don't need to add to that, right? I always, always need to make sure you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And by the way, you're the light. You're the light at the end of your own tunnel. Now, arguably, you're also your own darkness. <laughs> but that's another story. All right. Question from the collective. Anything that I was said that you felt maybe was confusing or, you know, anything you want clarity on around the shakeup? I'm here to respond as long as it serves a human collective. What is your question? Hmm. Question is, what are some of the things that are coming through the pike? I will tell you that I'm not going to provide clarity very much intentionally. Because A, do you know, guys, that the expectation of pain is worse than the pain? Do you know that the amount of like, if you know that there is something bad that's going to happen through the pike, you're really going to, like, your quality of life is going to go down like dramatically. Think about, and, and that's like, I love this example because think about how you're feeling on Friday night as opposed to Sunday night for most of you, not everybody, because some people really love their, their, their work and, and, and hate the weekend. But for the majority of you, Sunday night, let's maybe just talk about Sunday night, is the anticipation of the work week. And you're still in the Sunday mode. And by the way, it's not even Sunday night. Even freaking starts on Sunday morning. You wake up and you realize tomorrow is Monday. And that is where you start experiencing pain right there. Humanity really hates Mondays. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, humanity detests Mondays like nobody's business because that's when adulting needs to happen again. And um, in, in this disbalanced world, you get to be, arguably get to be a child, a kid for two days out of seven, which is kind of like really unfair. Uh, in a balanced world, it's 50-50. And some people, by the way, are so brainwashed to think that adulting is hard that they don't even get to be a child and don't get to play. All they do is work, 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 work. And you know the song because you've been programmed. I know. Okay. Um, there, what's happening on Sunday is your anticipation of Monday, of pain, of going back to work, is going to mess up with your Sunday mood. Do you know what I mean? On the same way, in the same way that, for instance, for instance, let's say you're planning a wonderful beach vacation. If you're into, you know, into that thing or whatever, like imagine the best possible vacation that you could, you could have if money wasn't the issue, whatever hotel, whatever destination, private jet, you name it. And now imagine, right, that this is your last week before that vacation, but it's an 80 hour work week and it's nuts and crazy and your boss is mad 
and I don't know, your coworkers are up on your case for something and you're just, I don't know, made an errand, some report. And like, technically you're supposed to be stressed, but you're like thinking about your vacation and you're like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm going to be away from this whole mess and it's only going to be in like five days or what have you, right? What I'm telling you is this, your quality of life today is impacted by what, by what you are anticipating in the future. If the event that's coming through the pike is supposedly positive or you perceive it as positive, your quality of life today is going to be impacted by that expectation. If you're expecting big occurrences, you may be living in a state of that anticipation for weeks on end. So if I were to start naming things and dates to you of like what's going to happen when and how bad it's going to be, you know, you're going to start living in the anticipation of that. And in fact, you're going to attract by the virtue of you stewing in those negative energies, you're going to attract an outcome that is 10,000 times worse than it would be if I didn't tell you anything. And so unfortunately, my answer is no, I won't tell you what's coming through the pike. What I will tell you is that my intention for you is to ace whatever's coming through the pike via an enhanced connection with your higher self, higher dimensional energies, your own heart, and your own third eye. So why don't you focus on that? I'll take one more question from the collective. Um, anything you wanted to maybe clarify about our topic today? I'm here to receive the question. So the question is, how do I know if I am passing the test? Because on all of these issues in my vicinity, in the vicinity of this person, um, there are different opinions, there are varying opinions. So they believe it's actually really, really hard for them to understand where the majority is. Well, tough question for me to answer. I'll tell you this. If this is a very heated issue, you may want to go on like a video, like a, on YouTube or what have you, um, like in whatever country you are, like pick a news channel that is like the most reputable uh, news channel and uh, try finding a YouTube video that has a lot of views about that issue. Uh, whatever issue is going on from that channel, from that perspective, from that lens. And once you find that, read the comments. Maybe don't overdo it, but read the comments. You will notice that there is tremendous consistency with what the comments are. So there is an event, right, that gets televised at a particular angle in a particular channel. Enough people watch it, they all are going to react roughly in the same exact way. Unless there are people thrown in there with original thinking. So how do you know if you're acing the test? is by comparing how you're feeling about a particular situation and the angles that you are seeing about the situation with the stream of consciousness that you see under a random YouTube video that is displaying the status quo messaging around the issue. The reason actually, but I'll also tell you this, if you're seeing a massive difference in opinions around your crew, the people that you're friends with, chances are you're on the right track. Because if you're smack in the middle of the crowd, the herd mentality, you're going to find consistency. 
and you're not going to find that much original thinking. So if you're finding that original thinking around you, that probably means you're an original thinker. So you're attracting other original thinkers. So most likely you're fine. Okay. I'll take one more question. Anything that I said today that wasn't clear or you want additional color on, I'm here to receive the question. I love you guys. Uh, can you ask another question, please? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Um, I'll explain to the audience what I'm hearing. But can you ask another question, please? Okay. the The second question was, what was the last time that the shakeup happened? This level of shakeup, a while ago. Uh, probably the most similar types of instances that happened in terms of the intensity of emotion were around the First World War and the Second World War and about the intensity of emotions, but in a different way. So I would liken that to the period of, you know, those two periods. They're not one in the same period. They're kind of like two extremums, like two points um, that, um, you may want to examine if you're trying to understand how high the emotions are going to run. Um, the first question was, is the pandemic over, um, that I didn't want to respond to a, it ain't over till it's over. Um, you know, there, there is, um, and, 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 and by the way, there are still some agenda items that need to be checked off the list for certain beings, people. Um, Let's just say that it's it's definitely going to start becoming secondary compared to some other narratives. So from that perspective, perhaps, right? Perhaps. But, you know, there have been certain decisions that have been made um, that you're not yet privy to, largely, um, that are going to come as a result of what just happened to humanity. And, you know, you're going to start witnessing that in the next few months actually already so it's not fully over from that perspective so there is the aftermath um that's still happening awesome all right you guys very charged topic uh i yeah thank you for sticking through you know sticking through and you know thank you for having an open mind and an open heart you guys are troopers you are the hope of humanity and yeah i mean it actually so take that as a golden star and put that on your fridge. You are the hope of humanity. I commend you just to be able to align. Let me just say something before we completely break. Uh, uh, to be able to align with my content in this time-space reality right now is no small feat. It is no small accomplishment. I mean it. Um, the content that is being channeled here is fairly high vibrational, fairly high frequency, potentially controversial. But for the people that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, it is the right kind of content. But I commend you for keeping your vibrations high enough to be able to align with this because there are a lot of keys that are being translated to you through this communication. And you would notice over time that a lot of doors are being opened to you, are going to become open to you just through the work that you're going to be doing you know, with me and by yourself thanks to this podcast. So just know that because of that, you are the hope of humanity. Because to even be able to align with this type of content is quite is quite unique. You're that first wave. So just wanted to commend you. 
sending you a big virtual hug, and I'll see you in the next one.